Hey guys, welcome back, and I hope y'all have been doing well. Today's guest on the podcast is Athenea Jimenez. She's awesome, and I know you guys are going to love this episode. She emits rays of hope, and she only wants to spread her waves even further. In this interview, she shares her greatest advice. You'll want to write the whole thing down, trust me. And also her personal struggles. From teaching to studying to volunteering, this 20-year-old lets absolutely nothing stop her from shining her light. She writes her own story amidst the turbulent times in her life and in those of her home country, Venezuela. She began other leadership programs in Venezuela and graduated from the Latin American Leadership Academy in 2019. Upon meeting her in my own Lala boot camp, she immediately showed her passion for positive change. Let's head into the episode. Victoria strives to bring inspiration into this world and ignite people to make positive change through serving others and appreciating the little things. From smiling at a stranger, to writing a letter, to becoming a mentor for younger students, and much more. Taught by Victoria intersects humanity, kindness, and a passion to strive to always do good. I highlight stories, people, and ideas that bring beauty and benevolence to life. Acts of charity can happen in the most simplest of ways, seamlessly seeping into our quotidian lives. Hey, Athena, what is up? Hi, Vic. Everything is fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. It's my pleasure to have you here. Um, I'm nervous. This is my first like interview. So I don't know what to say, and I'm kind of nervous, but let's do it. <laughs> no, you're going to be phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, yeah, so Athena, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us like your age, where you're at, what you like to do. Well, um, hi, <laughs> everyone. My name is Athena, and I have that name because it's the Greek goddess of wisdom, and my mom loves Greek culture, so I think it defines me very well. Um, I'm 20 years old. I am from Caracas, Venezuela. I'm from Caracas, Venezuela, and I'm a volunteer um, at an organization here in, in Venezuela that is helping kids or helping young people who studies at university to get better and to understand better the, the world and how to help other people from their community. Um, we are about 250 people. And we volunteer with grandparents, with a, a environmental uh, situations like in, in forests and in beaches. And we, we help like the community uh, we also help children, and we have a lot of projects. So tell me a little about, how did you find out about this organization? And, you know, like you just mentioned that where you're at right now in Venezuela is a really like chaotic atmosphere right now. Like what keeps you volunteering? Well, I found out about this organization because uh, I had the pleasure to go to the States, the United States in 2017. Uh, with the youth ambassadors program and it was amazing but then when I came back I was sort of lost I didn't know really what to do 
to continue helping people. And when I uh, start college, uh, I saw this, this program that is for actually college students. Uh, and well, in this chaotic world, this chaotic country, uh, people don't tend to have like this hope. I mean, they just settle with what they have. If they don't have electricity or if they don't have a water service or if they don't have like the, the comfortness to live uh, the way they want, they just settle and that's it. Uh, next month, hopefully they will get something better. But I think this, this way, like in this organization, this way we, we help them to have a little hope and help them understand that they don't have to settle. Nobody does. Um, we can get better. If our situation is not the best and actually it gets worse with time, uh, someday it will change. We don't know when and we don't have the, the tools or the capacity to uh, improve our situation, but we have the tools and the capacity to give people hope. And that's why actually we wear uh, green shirts and, and that, uh, that color, like it's to give people hope. Mm -hmm. Wow, uh, that's really beautiful. The green shirts like to give people hope. Got you. So you have told me um, before, like we met at Lala. So we had like an awesome time um, meeting at Lala. And you had mentioned that you're an English teacher and that you teach like your own classes through this organization. Tell me a little bit about uh, why you decided to take this on. Well, it's not exactly an English teacher, but you can say that I am. <laughs> it's complicated because it's not like a class with numbers one, two, three, or ABC. It's like a, we gather like a group of, I don't know, 10 people and there's like a, a specific subject. For example, I, I gave one chat, we call them that way chats uh, about British monarchy because I really like that subject or about a uh, Greek mythology, like the things that I want to do. I mean, the things that I, that I know of and that way we can talk about that specific subject in English. There, this is not our native language uh, and it's very difficult for us to, to learn another language in this situation. So it's a way for them to practice and also to understand other things uh, besides what we usually do. I mean, if, if there is a, like an engineer or uh, some, somebody that studies journalism, they don't really uh, have this interest on, I don't know, biology or, or this different subjects that doesn't correspond with their major or what they want or what they like. But as we are 250 people from different colleges, different majors, we sort of mix them all together and create something beautiful. Wow. I love that. I really love that. And 
it's really amazing how you can do that while you also have like your studies and like this other work related stuff going on. So what is like, what are, or perhaps, um, how are you able to balance all of the things that you do? Like what keeps you grounded? Like what helps you manage time? Well, before the pandemic, I was not so into the English things, the, the chats, I was kind of new. So I was a very shy, I, I wasn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't like to be like in the spotlight. So uh, I started doing these things when the pandemic uh, arrived. So uh, the first few months of last year were crazy uh, because I did chats, I did, also we have to do workshops to, to learn other things. And we have to do 100 hours of volunteering. So I had to do all of those stuff and also the university. And also um, I started new programs like uh, leadership programs, LALA, for example, and other programs here in Venezuela. So uh, last year was a, like if I had, a, if I was in a, in a, I don't know, in a racing car, I felt like I was in a Formula One <laughs> all the time. Uh, and how did I balance it? I don't know, because when you're in a Formula One, I guess you don't really think about what you're doing. You just do it because it's like your responsibility. I mean, I felt like I had a responsibility to, to do all of these things. And I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. It was like an autopilot. Uh, but it was great. I felt like this adrenaline that I had to wake up early and, and go to bed not uh, late at night, uh, but I enjoyed it because I was feeling productive. I was feeling that I, I, was, some, I was doing something great, not only for me, but, uh, but for my future and for some other lives. So yeah, I don't know how I did it, but I did it and I'm proud of it. Yeah, that's incredible. I really love how you have this passion for helping other people as well. And I was wondering for other people out there who want to start an initiative like yours, that maybe like want to do like leadership or maybe they want to like serve, what would be your biggest piece of advice for them? Right now, um, interviewing more people for Lala. Eh, and they have this amazing project. And I think actually my life uh, is nothing compared to what they do, but it is. I mean, we don't have to compare each other. We just have to understand that maybe we can do better. I mean, if we see these other projects that are amazing, if we see these people that with 15 years, they've done amazing things with, with their lives, we just have to think, if they could do it, why can I not do it? So that's like one of my motivations to do things. And also, uh, I think the one who serves, like the, the one who, who volunteers, uh, 
grows not only personally but also professionally and and grows in a way that you cannot even explain because you learn you, you don't learn life things you can learn at university or a school you learn how to be human you learn how to be a I don't know a better person a because you understand that there are people who are in worse situations than, than, than you. And maybe you think that until that day that you serve, you think that, oh my God, my situation is the worst. I live in the worst conditions or, or you know, you, you just pity yourself. But then you, met some, you meet someone that is in worse condition and you help them and you feel like my situation is not the worst and you are thankful for what you have and you learn to appreciate what you what the things that you have and also you learn to to appreciate other people to treat other people kindly and and give them a little hope and also love because sometimes we can't help them with money or we can't help them like in a physical way but just with uh, kind words or a hug or kind uh, actions uh, that gets to the other people's heart. So uh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So you've shared with me before that sometimes it can get really hard um, teaching these classes, not only with like the current um, political climate that you all are in, um, a lot of like travel restrictions and et cetera, um, internet difficulties, but you've also shared that sometimes it's hard to find that motivation or maybe hard to find that place of like rock, like a, like a rock or something to just ground yourself in. What is something that has kept you doing um, this job? Well, um, normally you do this, when, when you do this, things for other people and they don't appreciate it you feel bad because I mean people is different not not everyone is going to react the same way so sometimes when you don't get the reaction that you're hoping for you feel a little bad and that can push you down and and you just start wondering why am I doing this if they don't appreciate it but uh, when that time came and I was wondering that I also thought that I'm not doing this for them, I'm doing this for me. And I just I, I just had to find other people to teach, other people to to share my 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 knowledge with or for them to shell to share their knowledge with me. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's about finding the right motivation. If you if you don't if you're not into what you what you're doing, uh, maybe that's not the right thing to do. Maybe you have to find another thing to do. Always in in serving people, always like have to having to be a volunteer, but with different things. There are millions of things that we can do. So when you feel like what you're doing goes unappreciated, what is something that you like tell yourself besides like you're doing this for yourself? Like, you know, we really don't like it when we like put all of our energy into something and then someone like doesn't acknowledge it or like maybe doesn't even like it at all. 
what keeps what keeps you going? Yeah, the, the fact that I mean, well, I'm doing, for example, well, while, while I'm doing the presentations for for those chats, I just I feel so excited because I if I feel like I'm learning myself. I, I'm teaching myself uh, the things that I'm going to teach other people. And okay, it's okay if they don't appreciate it at the moment, but I know I did a good job. I know I did something great. And if they didn't like it, I just have to find other people who does like it. Meanwhile, I just think that I did a good job. Uh, it's not my fault. It's not, it's not even their fault. I mean, it's nobody's fault. It's just the things like, it's, it's just life. I just, I'm very proud of myself and the work that I'm doing. Yeah. I really love how confident you are and like your perseverance and all of like the trials that you've had, like doing like these teaching, doing your volunteering. I was wondering what advice would you give to someone who wants to start an initiative similar to yours? First of all, uh, you have to, you need a lot of patience. I mean, I developed a lot of patience. Um, I, uh, a year ago, you could say that I was the least patient person in the world. And right now I'm not the most patient, but I think I'm getting close to that. And it's not like you sit and you say, I need to have more patience. No, it's just, you develop it with, with, the, with the actions that you do. And you also have to understand that you're not the center of the world. Like you're not the only person in the world. Uh, you're not going to be the, the, the lead character in, in the movie all the time. And that's something that is, it, it has been very hard for me because sometimes I feel like maybe people is against me or, or against the actions that I'm doing. And it's not, I mean, they're not. You have to be proud of what you do. We make mistakes and we have to uh, celebrate those mistakes because we learn from mistakes, from failures. You have to also celebrate your, your successes. And even if you don't have anyone to celebrate with, you can celebrate with yourself. Uh, loneliness, I think is one of my biggest fears but also loneliness is uh, the only way that we can uh, have a space with ourselves and get to know each other, ourselves better and understand what is it that we have, that we want to do. It's good to be with someone, but it's also good to have our moments of, of loneliness and of talking to ourselves. I think the, the biggest advice that I could give to someone is first understand what is that you want to do. Talk to, your, to yourself in the mirror and think what is it that you want to do. And then uh, be proud of what you're doing and always uh, be confident on yourself. And when people say that you're not doing this right, or you may, you can change, or you should change. Why would you change? I mean, is it because someone else is, is saying 
that you should or is it because you want to change mm -hmm. so yeah first listen to yourself and then listen to others so how do you keep your students engaged in online classes? This is a little bit more technical, but I know that as someone who has like a lot of clubs and like volunteer stuff online, it can be so hard to keep like people on Zoom engaged. What is one special tip that you have for my listeners today? Um, I've heard, recently I've heard that things online are, are getting people tired. I don't feel it that way. I feel that is a, the activity that you're doing. If that, if, if that activity is not like very interesting, people are not gonna be motivated. So you have to find a subject or a thing to do that get people interested in and also have this confidence while doing it. Because if I sit here, and it just started talking like in this uh, voice, neutral voice. Uh, and I just, I, I'm bored. People are going to be bored. And, and that is not a good feeling. But if I get excited with what I'm doing, uh, they're going to get excited because I'm going to transmit that to them. And that's the point. You have to transmit uh, confidence, passion, and excitement for what you're doing. Got you. Got you. I love that. So for our last question today, what is one daily act of kindness or and or service that everyone can do every day? Well, that's very complicated because I could think of a million acts that we can do in a day. I'm going to choose the smile because even when you when you throw away your trash, uh, you can smile to the person that is picking up the trash and you can make them their day happier. You can smile to the person that you're buying your food or even your own family. I think smiling is, is not a, is not like a big thing. It doesn't require a lot of effort. You just have to smile and maybe if you don't make their day happier you can make your own day happier because you're smiling and it's that said that smiling uh, uh, makes your day happier yeah no that's so true i love a good smile athenia thank you so so much for being on the podcast today thank you all for listening to see a transcript of my talk with her visit talkbyvictoria.com to get involved with her work and organizations, visit my Instagram at TalkByVictoria, where I have them all tagged. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk very soon.